It's time to pour a cup of tea and fall down a rabbit hole with us. You're listening to Six Impossible Things Before Breakfast with Jackie and Elsie. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Elsie. How are you doing? Oh, I'm like trying to get back into the swing of school stuff. I'm, I mean, you understand. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I'm a thousand miles an hour lately. Me too. I'm so tired and my kids aren't even home during the day. Um, oh, this is Six Impossible Things Before Breakfast and it is our rabbit hole shorty episode. I don't know what number it is. <laughs> so I don't either. I'm sure I'll, I'll put it on when I upload. <laughs> and I think you're first. I think so. So mine is like really super kind of weird this week and it's really short and I had never heard of this before. Have you ever heard of black dolphin prison? No. Okay. So it is a correctional facility in, okay, sorry, this is all Russian. So Godspeed um, on these pronunciations. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is in Sol Iletsk, Orenburg, Oblast, Russia, near the border of Kazakhstan. <laughs> I'm and sure you said that perfectly. Of, you know what? Even if I didn't, you guys can use your <laughs> imaginations and figure it out. <laughs> like, I, honestly, I don't even know where it is on a map, like, just to be 100% upfront with everybody. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, it is one of the oldest and toughest prisons in Russia. And it's, like, dated to be, like, I think it said, there are, like, reports of it being around in, like, 1745. Oh, and wow. it started out, yeah, it started out as, like, a, um, a forced labor camp. And then there was, like, you know, some... It's Russia, so, like, rebellions and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's evolved over time. So, the um, name comes, because it has an actual name, but it was, like, actually written in Russian. (laughs) So, I couldn't even read it. But um, the name comes from a black dolphin sculpture that sits at the main entrance that was actually, like, made by the inmates. It's, Hmm. like, just a... I don't know, like like a little sculpture you'd see at a zoo or something, but it's a black <laughs> dolphin. So, it houses roughly 700 of the most brutal criminals in Russia. E. There are child molesters, murderers, terrorists, cannibals, serial killers, and then just, like, another one that I had listed was maniacs. And, like, if those other things don't qualify you as being a maniac, like, I'm not sure what else (laughs) qualifies as being a maniac, but apparently that's a category. Oh, my god! So, this is a fun fact. There are 700 criminals, and between all of them, they have murdered nearly 3,500 people. Amongst themselves, which would put them at about five murders per inmate. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's really intense. And every single prisoner in that facility 
is serving a life sentence. Um, I think it said in like November 2000 that they started accepting only like they only accept people that have life sentences that are like real crazy. Wow. So they're housing these really, really terrible people. So it's like this is an intense prison. So like all the inmates are kept completely isolated from each other. Their cells have a set of three steel doors. Like, there's, it's really hard to describe. And, like, if you want to see more, you can go to YouTube. Just type in, like, Black Dolphin. They actually did let, like, one reporter go through there. And, I mean, it's not very in-depth at all because I guess they're not allowed to, like, film in there. Probably Like, outside sources aren't allowed to film, film in there. And so, I mean, it's really brief, but it kind of gives you a gist of how it works. So basically it's like there's a locked cell, you know, with like big steel bars. And so the guard can unlock that and step inside. And then there's another, like he locks that one behind him. And then there's another um, door that he has to unlock. And then there's another door and that goes into the inmate's cell. So it's like, Lord. I mean, intense. Yeah. So, the inmates are not allowed to sit or rest on their bunks from the time they're awoken until the time it's it's time for them to go to bed. So that's about sixteen hours a day that they're not allowed um, to. What are they sit supposed or rest. to do? They stand in their cells. Oh my god! They, um, they're not even allowed to leave to eat, like to eat food. They're fed soup and bread four times a day in their cell. They're not allowed to get out. Every 15 minutes, a guard makes the rounds to make sure that the inmates are adhering to the rules. They are under constant video surveillance um, 24 hours a day. Like, they have cameras in their cells watching them at all times. And Wikipedia said that they may only have books, newspapers, or and, and a radio. But I was watching, and I think that that used to be the case, that they were really restricted in what they were allowed to have. But I was watching, like, the YouTube documentary thing where they were able to go in there or whatever. And one of the inmates did say that they're allowed to watch TV. So I think that hmm. they might have a TV, too, in there. Um. So when the officers make a command, the inmates must, they're like required to respond with yes, sir. And they do have 90 minutes of the day where they're granted exercise time, but it is in a big ass concrete cell with nothing in it. Like it's just a big blank concrete room and they're allowed to go in there and walk around for 90 minutes a day. So they're never allowed to go outside? I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. And during this time, I know. It's so, it's it's really intense. Um, And, like, they get their bunks, like, super searched during this time when they're, like, in this thing. Like, they, a guard comes in and, like, ransacks their whole cell. Um, so... When you come into Black Dolphin or any time prisoners are being transported, like, between buildings or anything like that, 
around the facility, they're blindfolded to keep them from mapping out the prison and planning an escape. So if they're being taken between buildings or into different rooms or things like that, they are blindfolded. And they're also bent over at the waist and their hands are handcuffed behind their backs and they're made sure, like their arms have to be lifted up higher than the inmates hips. And it's the, the guard says that, um, it helps them exert like maximum control over the inmates and it deprives their view of like their immediate surroundings. Good gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And then that video that I did watch also said that they, I mean, they do get four, I think it said four visits every year. And one of those visits is like over a period of three days. So I do think they get outside contact a little bit, but from the sounds of it, most of the time they're completely alone, like completely isolated. Jesus. Like people, yeah, people compare it to like a, the gulags. Well, I mean, like if you weren't insane before, you're going to be insane now because you're never allowed to go outside and that is crazy. They interviewed like, some of like the Go ahead. Yeah. They they interviewed some of the the people like the inmates or whatever and like one of them like killed his entire family and like cannibalized, you know, it was like a terrible thing, but he was like talking about how, you know, when you're under such like extreme conditions, he's like you reg- you really do regret like what you've done. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, like, this, it would be a horrible way to live. Like, it's extreme. Yeah, that is very extreme and scary. (laughs) I cannot imagine wanting to be a guard there. You, oh, my God, you should see it. Like, they were, like, these big, hard-ass, like, Russian men in, like, their little fur hats. I, I mean, you need to go watch the videos because, like, I'm going to as soon as we get done. Yeah, so it's not very long, but that was my rabbit hole for this week, and I cannot stop reading about prisons in Russia, and if you guys are interested in it, you should really check out some of the crazy ones they've got there, because, wow, (laughs) they're intense. (laughs) Not all as intense as that, but... Wow. It's pretty crazy. Um, I am doing... That I'm like I'm gonna completely take this in a different direction. <laughs> I'm doing the Wendy's Chili Finger story. So, on March the twenty second, two thousand five, Anna Ayea, a thirty nine year old woman from Las Vegas, and her husband Jamie Palencia were visiting family, and they're like with Jamie's two brothers and Jamie's parents. And they stopped in downtown San Jose, California, to grab a quick bite at a Wendy's fast food restaurant at around 7.20 p.m. Um, Jamie's brother went to the counter, and he ordered the food, and the rest of the party went and sat down. Um, Go to bed. Hold on. Lily, go to bed. I swear. Um, Anna ordered the chili and took a bite. Immediately, she 
coughs and like spits out something into her hand. And the family looks at the bite that she spat out, but at first it just looks like a piece of meat. And then they start looking at it more and they find something that should never end up in your chili, a human fingernail on this piece of meat. (laughs) And it was about an inch and a half long. So Anna's father-in-law immediately leaves the table to go throw up. She yells to the others in the restaurant, like, don't eat the chili. And the manager comes over and the staff, like, immediately dump out the chili and the police are called. And so Anna reports that she had vomited after she bit the finger, but she didn't ingest any of it. But reports from the other patrons of the restaurant stated that they didn't see her leave the table. They didn't see her throw up anywhere, but she had told everyone not to eat the chili. And none of her family members saw her take a bite or vomit. They all just saw her gag and spit out something. So the police tell them that this is more of a health department issue, and they leave. And the manager calls the owner of the franchise, and they're like, freeze this finger, and we'll be in in the morning, and we'll look into this. So Anna and her family leave while the family members, like, they start taking pictures of the outside of the Wendy's. And by 10 o'clock, by the 10 o'clock news, they're running the story locally as an unconfirmed report. Um. So the next morning, the owners, along with the county health department, show up. Wendy's corporate is notified, and they have, like, several questions, obviously. <laughs> like, where did the finger come from? <laughs> Whose was it? Who was Anna? <laughs> like, it is, like, full-scale Wendy's alert. Like, Wendy's pigtails are standing straight up right at this point. They're all freaking the hell out. <laughs> um Wendy's had to run the initial investigation themselves because the police said, it's not our problem. See you later, alligator. And, like, Lily's in there crying. I'm sorry. She's distracting me. Um, so, Wendy's goes to all the suppliers to ask, like, hey, did any of your people lose a finger? <laughs> and they're all like, uh, uh, no, we would know if that happened. So Rob Davis <laughs> is the chief of police of San Jose, and he would take the investigation eventually. And he started looking into Anna, who, meanwhile, had returned to Las Vegas and retained a lawyer and planned to see. So all of the employees at the Wendy's took a lie detector test, and they all passed when they denied knowing how the finger was in the chili. They even made them look at their hands. Like, everybody had to show their hands to make sure they had ten fingers. <laughs> so crazy so Anna meanwhile she goes on Good Morning America with her attorney and it becomes this national sensation like late night hosts were going crazy over the story and people started staying away from Wendy's and they took like an enormous financial hit from this this was such a huge PR disaster Um, it's actually taught in business schools now like how to handle this Wendy's was in a sticky situation, like, they have to be quiet in their investigation because it would obviously be a disaster for them to, like, outright claim that this woman is big, fat, liar, McLarson. So, they set up a hotline for tips on where the holy fuck this finger came from. (laughs) Like, they cannot figure it out. Um, They quickly, like, they come to the conclusion that there's no way that this finger came from the store, the employees, or the suppliers. Um. So, forensically, ooh, I went way down way too fast. Okay. 
Forensically, they hired Dr. Lynn Bates. And she's a CEO of Alteca in Kansas to study the finger. And they actually do forensic food microscopy as a specialty. <laughs> and I don't, wow. I don't really know what all that entails, to be honest. Um, That's pretty niche. Yeah, definitely. Um, Dr. Bates couldn't figure out who the finger belonged to, but she said that there was no way that the finger was cooked for three hours at 170 degrees in that chili. So now <laughs> Wendy's is like, gotcha, bitch. And they go to the cops and they say, this is a fraud case now. And the te- detective comes up with like some crazy shit on Anna. She had filed 13 lawsuits against major corporations. She claimed that she won $30,000 from El po- Pollo Loco. Um, for a salmonella incident, but El Pollo Loco was like, no, nah, we never gave her a dime. Um, she tried to sue GM for a part that had fallen off of her car in an accident, and it was dismissed because she never showed up in court. Uh, she sued for he- sexual harassment in the workplace, but she had dropped it, and obviously, like, we're not sure that could be true, but we just don't know. Um, it just right. was one of her lawsuits. Um, and this is a really weird story. She had sold a trailer to a woman, and then after the woman moved in, the finance company called her and said that the mobile home was in default, and she had to leave in three days. So she lost all that money. Wow. Um, Anna claims that the police came to her house, held a gun to her head, and abused her daughter while investigating this finger. There was a guy living with them, and he said that they had a dead aunt, and that is that this is where the finger came from. But Anna said that none of her aunts were dead. It was like super weirdness going on everywhere. Um, Wendy's is now offering $200,000 in rewards on their tip line for tips. Two different people who didn't know each other called in and said that Anna had admitted she was extorting Wendy's. And apparently her husband owed $400,000 in debt. And so now that media is going crazy in the other direction, it's like a circus. Um, Letterman said she had been spotted at Wendy's going back to collect all five. That was his joke. Um, (laughs) A woman, Sandy Almond, (laughs) apparently there's some Jay Leno joke too, but it sucked, which in my experience, that's pretty much always the case. Um, A woman, Sandy Almond, owned Exotic Cat, and she called into the hotline, and she had a crazy story about how they were moving the cats to a rescue, and she was attacked by a leopard during this transition, and it bit off her finger, and that she had last seen it at an ER near Las Vegas. And But this ultimately <laughs> did not pan out, so her finger must still be missing, which it's not funny, but it, it totally is. It's insane. So now well, with the fact that she was like, sorry, insinuating that she like that woman had stolen it. Like that's yeah, from the she... ER. She had stolen. I, she just wanted that money. Yo. <laughs> um, so now this house of cards like starts falling apart. And Anna says, you know what? Let's just forget <laughs> all of this. I can't handle the media spotlight, and I'm going to drop the lawsuit. A figure is no big deal. And Wendy says, okay, thanks. Come again. Your next chili is on us. Not really. 
They said, fuck a bunch of that nonsense. We're going to play this shit out. You came from America's grandpa, Dave Thomas, and you're going to pay. (laughs) It's been a month since this incident, and Anna and Jamie were arrested in Las Vegas. He had failure to pay child support, and she was arrested for the trailer fraud. But all this really was to give Wendy's time to figure out the mystery without them taking off. Um, they were eventually charged with grand theft for trying to defraud Wendy's. And the finger is the craziest part of the whole story because they did figure out where it comes from. Um, the two callers from before led to the discovery. Mike Casey was one of them, and he employed Jamie, and he said that he had had another employee named Brian Rossiter that lost a finger not too long ago, and he thinks that that may be his finger. And so they go to Brian, and they get a DNA test, and it matches the finger, and they finally figure out what happened. So what happened was Brian had his finger severed when a tailgate was slammed on his finger. And for whatever reason, he didn't go to the hospital. And he owed Jamie some money, and it would guess how much it was. It's something fucking stupid. 50 Is freaking it like bucks. $100? It's $50. And Jamie says, hey, man, I'll forgive that 50 bucks that you owe me, and I will take that finger. And if we can get any money out of this, I will give you $250,000 to keep quiet. So Anna did later admit that she cooked the finger, but she obviously didn't cook it for three hours in chili. Like, she just maybe sauteed it up a bit. I don't know. <laughs> so gross. They also found that she had never even bit into the finger in the first place. Um, Wendy's ended up losing $2.5 million and had to cut hours of employees. So, like, they weren't really fucking over just Wendy's. Like, the employees got screwed over. It was crazy. So, because of that, Jamie and Anna were ordered to pay $170,000 in lost wages to Wendy's employees, $500,000 to the franchise, which she got off easy on that. They probably never saw a dime of that. Um, She was banned from Wendy's for life at a press conference held in San Jose, (laughs) California on April 2005. Local Wendy's franchise holder, Joseph Desmond, urged people to please come back to Wendy's because we do serve wonderful hamburger shakes and everything else. (laughs) No fingers, though. Um, uh, Wendy's said... It's not funny. I know. It's... But it is. It's so it's, ridiculous. It is, it's not. Um, Wendy's announced that it would also offer free Frosty Shakes with any purchase to all Bay Area customers that weekend as a show of goodwill and commitment in the wake of its investigation. <laughs> On May 10th, Wendy's expanded its offer of free junior-sized Frosties nationwide from May 13th to May 15th with no purchase required. And I feel like I remember this happening but i didn't know why it happened um in 2013 she received another prison sentence for an unrelated incident regarding filing a false police report and felony firearm possession um then i found this other article which it was recent it says and i'm just reading this article and i don't remember where i got it i'm sorry um 
A Northern California woman sentenced to four years in prison for plant, planting a severed finger. I think I got it off of Wikipedia anyway. Um, in a bowl of Wendy's chili is going back behind bars for creating another tall tale, this one about a shooting involving her son. <laughs> the San Jose Mercury News reported Tuesday that NIA had ple- pleaded no contest to three felony charges and will receive a two-year prison term when formally sentenced in September. The so-called chicken finger lady, chili finger lady, chicken finger lady, <laughs> was arrested in October after she told police that her son had been shot in the ankle by two men. Guadalupe Reyes <laughs> accidentally <laughs> shot himself, and I ain't a lie to prevent him to prevent him from going to prison as a felon in pos- possession of a firearm. Reyes will also receive two years in prison for that very charge. And that oh is God. the story of the Willie, I can't even talk, Wendy's <laughs> Chili Finger Lady. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that story. Oh I've God. heard it on several podcasts. Um, Once Upon a Crime has done it, and which she's more serious, but she's a, a lovely person. I love that podcast and um stuff you should know they did it too so i got some of my information from them but i've heard it a million oh i've heard it a couple times but it's always funny and i just had to do it i'd be surprised if the dollop hadn't done it oh i bet they have i didn't even think to check the dollop but i bet they they have they do amazing (laughs) I, i can't stop ever talking about the dollop yeah, it's a good one. I don't. I bet they have. I'm gonna look as soon as we get done. After I look up the freaking black dolphin prison. Uh, watch those. I think. I think the website that did like the longer video was like RT something. You'll have to just see because it. It's like there wasn't a ton of like different videos. That one was pretty long though. So it was crazy. I'll look into that. Um, I think this is the shortest rabbit hole we've ever done. Good job. Usually they're like just as long as our regular episode. I I don't even know why I really have to tighten it up. Um, But anyway, be sure to uh, like, rate, and review us. And. If you want to get a hold of us, our email is six impossible things pod at gmail.com. And we're on all social media, but we don't ever get into Instagram, so don't try there. It's mostly just Facebook right now. Twitter. I get on Twitter. They give me notifications when I look. I don't post a lot, though. I've never really been a big tweeter. But anyways, I can't get the hang of it. So thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>